Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be talking about Season 6, Episode 10 of 7th Heaven. The title is Consideration, or if you are in Germany, the title is Matter of Opinion. The IMDb user synopsis is... Simon's big day, the start of his driving lessons, finally arrived, but Eric just forgot about it. Grandpa Jackson seduces the knave into driving him around without a license, which leads through more bad grandfatherly advice to a televised police car chase. Jealous of joy, Matt behaves childishly toward Robbie, whose gentleman's attitude ultimately gives in. Lucy hoped Jeremy called to make up, but he just wants his engagement ring back. The local fire chief isn't fooled by Mary's eagerness to transfer. Uh, so what was your first impression of this episode? I think minus the car chase, uh, which was ridiculous. Um, I Ridiculously good. <laughs> I couldn't really get behind anything happening in this episode. I thought a lot of the plot points were pretty contrived. I feel like most to- like I mean, this happens from time to time where they just like kind of make up drama out of nowhere. But, like, there was a fight between Lucy and Ruthie, which didn't, ne- like, wasn't part of any plot from before. Uh, same with, like, Robbie and Matt. I thought we got over the Robbie and Matt tension, but all of a sudden you bring Joy into the picture and there's more tension. And then we were really excited to see Mary be a part of the actual Camden family, but her storyline, again, was completely separate from anybody else. Like, her firefighter storyline didn't involve anyone else in the Camdens. Um... The only thing, honestly, the only redeeming quality about this episode was Simon's storyline and also just, like, the way that David Gallagher decided to act (laughs) as Simon this episode. I don't know what he did differently, but it it worked. So, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't a big fan. I know that you were more entertained than I was. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't a great episode, but it it had its moments. Um, Anyway, so get into the cold open. Um, which opens with Annie in the kitchen grading papers, and the Rev is like, oh, I don't know why they start talking about visitors, but Annie's... He knows that something's about to go down. (laughs) It's about to go down. Um, But So he's like, you're too busy for visitors. I'm also too busy for visitors. So just remember that. And that's when somebody, like, knocks on the back door. And it's nobody else but Ginger and Grandpa Jackson. Um, We learned that a month prior to the visit, um, Ginger called the the Rev and told him that they would be visiting. Um, We don't really know the purpose of this visit, um, so it's like all up in the air, a big mystery. And then, well, the cold open ends before we learn, correct, that what, what Ginger what Ginger's plan is. Anyway. But the big the big takeaway here is that the Rev was supposed to tell Annie and didn't tell Annie, so Annie was like, oh, surprise visit, and Ginger's like, no, this was planned. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, you know, we're already back at, like, there being a fight between the Rev and Annie. What, how, when have they, why can't they just stop? They either need to get divorced <laughs> or, or make up and stop doing this. Why did they have so many conflicts between them? Um, we're going to start with the person most removed from the Camden family, and that's Mary. Uh, so we were both wondering about what was happening with her firefighting career, and it seems that Mary's also wondering what's happening with her firefighting career. Yeah, so we see her in this kind of nondescript office talking to this woman 
wanting to speak with the fire chief um, of Glen Oak. Um, the secretary kind of is just giving Mary the runaround. She's like, oh, he's not here or he, he doesn't have time to see you right now. Um, we get a few scenes of basically the same thing. Mary says that she wrote a letter. We, we kind of learn Mary wrote a letter to the Glen Oak fire chief kind of saying, hey, I am like almost done with my training in Buffalo. I'd like to join the Glen Oak fire department. And we learn that she has been rejected by the fire chief. So Mary has gone there to talk in person. Um, the, this all kind of, well, no, first Mary goes to the bathroom and comes back and the woman is like, the fire chief left for the day. And Mary's like, what are you kidding me? I literally just went into the bathroom for a moment. Um, and then this kind of all comes to a head when Mary, we, we, we thought it was, a t- yeah. this was weird. We thought, I, I thought for a moment we were watching a different show as well because we, you, we are in the fire chief's house and we see the fire chief's wife answering the door and like kissing him and welcoming him home. And we see no one that we've ever seen on Seventh Heaven before, so it just looks like. And it was right after like what was supposed to be a commercial break, so there was like a fade to black before in the pre- previous scene, and then the, like welcomes back onto this scene, and we're like, uh, are they? Is somebody watching a TV show? Are we a TV show within a TV show? What's happening? But then we see Mary like waiting for him in the living room. Uh, for anyone who is a big Nickelodeon fan, Aaron was able to spot who the uh the fire chief so it's uh, christopher murray who is most well known to maybe people in our age bracket as um dean rivers from zoe 101 yeah uh, so he was uh i think i remember him being like a like a hard like a strict but like a funny strict person yeah i mean no one was i don't know on those nickelodeon shows um anyway so- um he is the fire well he's playing the fire chief and he's kind of a jerk because um he's like no you don't want to be he's like very sexist he tells mary like you don't want to be a firefighter you just want to be around firefighters and you're not mature enough and you this isn't really what you want to do with your life well he uses things like the fact that she is a french manicure and that she wears uh low-rise jeans as like yeah reasons why she doesn't want like why she's not serious about being a firefighter like, so do, what do you expect people that want to be firefighters to constantly be in firefighting gear like that's like the true test of like how badly you want to be i get his other reasonings he's like well you left the last fire department without any warning you started a romantic entanglement with one of the other firefighters like that doesn't really show dedication um that i get but he didn't need to go to like her physical appearance to say like you're not cut out for this so he basically doesn't think mary is serious enough and mary's like well what am i supposed to do and he's like i don't know you got to figure that out so now up to date on mary it's just like she's still she's back kind of to square one she's like feeling i think we're supposed to gather she's feeling lost again yeah. and just kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah, so I wonder what career choice is going to be next. I was actually really excited to see... It, lo- it looked like she was really putting... Oh, you don't know what she ends up doing? Uh, no, I don't. Oh. I don't remember. Interesting. Yeah. What? So I'm not going to be... tell you. You're going to find out. Yeah, I know. I don't <laughs> want you to tell me. Um, so that's Mary for us. We're going to do um, Robbie and Matt next. Okay, so I don't understand. Right, Does same. Matt want his turn to date Robbie? Is that <laughs> what is going on? Because He's going to have to fight Ruthie. 
Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> Robbie's just going to date every single Camden family member. Except for member. Simon, who seems to be not interested whatsoever. No, Simon, <laughs> Simon, like hardly ever. He hung out with like Robbie once. Um, so Matt is like, I guess, jealous that Robbie has a girlfriend and he's always hanging out with her. That's not what I got from this. I don't know. I don't know if like the user summary or the person. It also, the user. but no. It, I don't know. There's also some tension about whether or not, like, they're really family. Right, like, yeah, oh, yeah. you're not. Oh, so was it Matt being upset about Robbie being, like, the older brother again? I got that it was about Joy. I, I thought I that think, maybe. I think, like, Robbie, like, I don't think, I, I think Matt genuinely doesn't think that Robbie and Joy are, like, perfect for each other. But I think the most of the tension comes from the fact that Robbie wants Matt to like Joy because Robbie looks up to Matt. But Matt doesn't want to, like, call Robbie his brother by name because he's like, we're not related. You're just, like, in this house temporarily. Like, he doesn't consider... He doesn't consider... Like, everybody else has kind of accepted Robbie into the family. I don't think Matt has. So I think it's, like, a tension between Matt's not willing to call Robbie his brother and Robbie wants Matt to, like, approve of what he's doing like an older brother should do. So that's what it is. And, like, somehow Joy is in the middle of it. She was really unnecessary this episode. Um, yeah, so they just have a bunch of scenes where they fight about whether or not Robbie's part of the family or not, which is weird. And Joy is kind of just, like, around this. The only, like, memorable moments I want to say between their scenes were the first one where Robbie is... Singing in Spanish because he's trying to learn more about Joy's culture. Uh, and I guess the other one being, like while they're all watching the car chase. Uh, but other than that, this really just gets, res- it doesn't, it gets resolved in that, like, they have a conversation. That's how everything in Seventh Heaven gets resolved. I, it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't a captivating storyline for me. Yeah. Um, Another not captivating storyline. Um, oh, geez. This is where the title of the episode comes from, I think. <laughs> so. okay. I'll let Erin get into this. Uh, but basically, Jeremy has returned for a brief stint as a person on the phone. Um, <laughs> so many people on this show appear on the phone. Jeremy has... We learn from Robbie that Jeremy has called, uh, but Lucy wasn't around. So now Lucy's, like, kind of panicking. She, like, thinks that uh, he's calling back to try to win her back. But Lucy's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, like, I've never I've never been able to tell him to his face how much he hurt me and how much, like, I don't care about him anymore. And Ruthie, very smartly, as we've established, she's clearly the smartest Camden, uh, is like, don't call him back. Let him wait to call you because... You'll look desperate. And this, for some reason, causes a big fight between them. So much so that they're both like, I wish you weren't my sister. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a bit extreme. You went from, like... One person giving the other person advice to disowning each other. Um, when we, she like Lucy has a brief moment where she befriends an operator named Sandy uh, and asks her for advice about boyfriends. I don't, and then like then she has a scene with Joy where they're like talking about the operator Sandy. It's like I didn't. Even, I totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lucy had a scene with Joy. But, like, the point of this entire storyline is what the hell did Jeremy want? So take it away! Anyway, <laughs> Jeremy won, was calling because he wants the engagement ring that he gave Lucy back. Um, so, anyway, that's that's it. Lucy's like, I'm not giving it back. 
Um, but of course, he gave her the. <laughs> this is this presents a very interesting legal question because the ring was given in consideration of the promise to get married, and now they are not getting married. So Lucy has been unjustly enriched. Um, and in case you don't follow. It's fucked up. Yep. She should give it. Well, and he's like, oh, I need money because Juilliard is expensive. And Lucy's the one that broke it off. It's not like he broke it off. So. She's like, I'm. She, he's going to have to pry that ring off, off my, like, cold. Cold, dead, dead fingers. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, just give him the ring back. And why would you want to? I don't know. I wouldn't. Would oh. you want to keep a, a, an engagement ring for an engagement that didn't work out? Absolutely not. I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to think about it. Maybe I'd sell it, but it seems like Lucy's like, I'm going to keep wearing it. I The only reason I think I would potentially sell an engagement ring is if I was really wrong. Like, if my fiancé, like, cheated on me or, like, something ridiculous happened. I don't, I don't know. I think f- I'd either give it back or sell it, but I wouldn't keep it. I would definitely not keep it. I would prop In most scenarios, I think I'd just give it back. Um... Oh, the other thing that I, like, kind of slightly enjoyed about the storyline was that Lucy got her comeuppance and that she spent the beginning of a conversation with Jeremy talking about how she's never going to take him back. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, I don't want you back. And she's like, uh, what? Yeah. Like, Lucy, you're not. Everybody wants Lucy. False. <laughs> um, so we'll get to another kind of boring... I think this was supposed to be the main... Like, there were obviously two main... Storylines. I think this was supposed to be one of them. So anyway, Annie is just so busy grading these papers at the school where they're not supposed to give homework. Um, and she doesn't really have anything to do for this entire episode. But after Ginger and Grandpa Jackson arrive, we learn that Ginger is not staying with the Camdens for the weekend. She's just dropping off Grandpa Jackson because she says that she is going up north to hang out with her sister um, and just, like just get some alone time with her sister. She wants an R and R weekend, relax, relaxation and resting. <laughs> yeah. So um, we get so she like heads out just as soon as she arrives, and the Rev is acting weird and keeps saying he has to do something at the church but not telling anyone what it is he has to do at the church. So Annie's, like, taking control. She's like, I'm going to the library. I'm going to grade papers. You take care of my dad because you're not telling me what's going on, but you also have to clean the house and cook dinner. Yeah, uh, because you did, you're you the one who dropped the ball on telling me about this visit. So then we have a couple of scenes where the revs goes to, like, every single family member trying to get them to take care of Grandpa, and it's settled on Simon. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into Simon's part of this later, but uh, Simon ends up being the one that is going to take care of the Rev. No, not the Rev, of Grandpa Jackson. So in the meantime, we get to see... They make it unclear, I think, in- intentionally ambiguous, because the Rev go... We see the Rev at, next at the hospital, so he is obviously not at the church. And he is in the cardiac unit, and we see him go back to, like, an exam room or something... With a doctor. So it's set up so that we think, the audience, like, oh, the Rev with his heart problems, that this is an episode about him, or he just, you know, didn't want to tell anyone because he didn't want them to be afraid for him. However, the next scene we get at the hospital is following whatever procedure was supposed to be done, and the doctor is talking about a woman who had this procedure done, um, and they're like, okay, everything came back normal, she's, like, resting, 
Um, and we get hints at who it could be because the doctor's like, uh, I'm surprised her husband's not here. And the Rev's like, he, she didn't want him to know. And then he's like, I'm surprised Annie's not here. And, and the Rev is like, I didn't want her to know. And so we, like, immediately Aaron's like, oh. It's Ginger. Because we were like, is it Julie? Like, who could it be? Um, but yeah, it ends up being Ginger. Ginger's the one with potential heart problems. But thankfully, the tests all come back fine, and it's just stress. And while this is happening... Um, obviously, Grandpa Jackson is on his shenanigans with... Uh, Simon. Which we'll get to in a bit. But Annie is on a phone tirade at the library. She doesn't seem to be grading any papers. She apparently really needs to speak to the Rev about something or other. I don't know why. Well, she wants to know what's going on because I think the Rev's not at the house or at, like, which he was or supposed to Or at the church, be, Or at yeah. the church. So she keeps on calling, and this is when we get a special appearance by Lou, also a person on the phone. <laughs> like... I, I think it's great to be, like, an actor who was once cast in a role on 7th Heaven, because you get to come back almost all the time and do literally nothing. Uh, Lou sits there and doesn't answer the phone. That's his part. And <laughs> he, that then, man got paid to look at the phone that was ringing. And be kind of stressed out by the phone that was ringing. He finally does answer and tells Annie that the Rev is at the hospital, and in and, and the card, he's like, something about... Uh, like cardiac tests or whatever and Annie immediately runs to the hospital because she thinks it is about the Rev Um, but at this point the Rev has left to take care of Simon Um, so Annie finds Ginger and they kind of have a heart to heart about you know the stress of caring for Grandpa Jackson and just like you know um, I don't know the things that led to uh, the fact that everybody's keeping gin- secrets from yeah, everybody else. Ginger's cardiac episode, so... And this all ends, basically, with Annie and the Rev and Grandpa Jackson and uh, Ginger having separate conversations with their significant others about the fact that this is a marriage, they, they have a family, they're supposed to be able to ha- handle the responsibilities of a family and the responsibilities of a marriage and the burdens of a marriage together. Like, the Rev shouldn't hide things from Annie just because of Andy, Annie's change of life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I did quotation marks, which you couldn't see there. But Air quotes. quotes. Um, and Ginger shouldn't hide things from Grandpa Jackson just because of Grandpa Jackson's Alzheimer's. And that's really, like, I think that's where we have the consideration thing. Like, yeah, like, this is a this is a partnership. You don't need, you know, if you need to lean on me, do it. Don't make yourself sick because you're handling, like, you've got, you're worried about me and you. Yeah. We both need to be worried about each other. So we'll get to some real great entertaining police action here. Okay. Well, first, let's back it up. Yeah. Because Simon's storyline really gets going when the Rev uh, kind of dumps Grandpa Jackson in his lap. He's like, okay, you need to, you know, hang out with Grandpa and take care of him. And Simon is very, very upset because this was the day that he was supposed, the Rev was supposed to take Simon to go get his learner's permit, which Simon has been waiting patiently for months to do because he kept getting in trouble and getting his, you know, the privilege moved back. Um, so this is when David Gallagher did some of the fine, had his fine acting choices. I'm just going to say that, like, you can really get carried away being a whiny teenager, playing the part of a whiny teenager. David Gallagher hit it, he balanced it perfectly. I was both entertained because I was laughing at him, but also I felt pity for him (laughs) as a whiny teenager. And you know what? That's difficult to do because usually I'm annoyed by teenagers. 
Yeah. No offense to any of our teenage fans. <laughs> they weren't born yet when the show started. They actually weren't born yet when the show started, so... Um, but they could be, like, watching for the first time. They could be. Hello, teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you were a teenager watching and listening to us. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, Simon... Get your parents' permission first. <laughs> right. Remember that? TBT yeah. to the 90s when, like, Nickelodeon would be like, go to this website after you get your parents' permission. Yes. And everybody, everything had, like, a kid's lock on it, like AOL Kids. Yeah. Parents' permission to use the internet, remember? Yeah. Oh. Simpler times. <laughs> or like when parents told you not to ever give your real name on the internet. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so Simon's a whiny teenager. Um, but what he does, being the smart fellow that he is, he says, well, Grandpa Jackson, I wanted to go to the DMV today. Let's go to the DMV. So he goes and he gets his permit with Grandpa Jackson and Ruthie and the twins. And afterwards... Uh, Grandpa Jackson is like, I'm too tired to drive. Simon, why don't you do it? Because now you have your learner's permit. And we learn that Simon is allowed to drive if a licensed driver is in the car. Um, so... Ruthie's very against this idea. And Simon's kind of a bit, like, doubtful of his own... Uh, skill. But, like, he still does it. And we see him start to drive, and it's, like, at 10 miles per hour or something. Yeah. And we immediately see that they're... Like, a cop car is following them, but not with lights or sirens or anything on. Just, like, behind them in traffic. Um, we then get a glimpse into the cop car, and there is, like, a way overzealous police officer who is like, um, that looks just like the car that, you know, they said was stolen. We gotta, like, and they check the plates, and they're like, okay, that's not it, but... This guy still really, really, really wants to pull Simon over, and they're like, "Look at how slow they're going. It's so suspicious." Like, call for backup. Call. Let's call the like fire squad. Let's call. He's like, "Let's call the air unit, <laughs> air support." Um, so then Simon speeds up because he thinks that the cops are following him because of how slow he's going. And as soon as he accelerates a little bit faster than ten miles per hour, the cops begin their hot pursuit. This whole time, every time Simon's like, "I think I should pull over because the cops are behind me." Uh, Grandpa Jackson's like, no, we didn't do anything wrong. I don't understand this logic I don't either. Because once the lights and siren's on, it is very clear that the police are trying to pull over Simon. And that's like, and that's like, like, that's known fact. Anytime that happens, you pull over. That is what you're meant to do. You'd make it worse if you don't do that. So I don't know why Grandpa Jackson was so... Adamant about not pulling over. Uh, and this kind of turns into a frenzy where it's one cop cop cop, 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 one cop car following them, and then a bunch of them are following, and we get a helicopter, and this is all being televised on Breaking every news. single network, because Joy sees it while she's watching the news, which means Lucy sees it, and she they call in Robbie and Matt, Matt. and then in the hospital, it's playing uh, in Ginger's room, but also in like the waiting room where the Rev is watching, where then all of a sudden Detective, Detective. Michaels shows up. <laughs> Um, Everybody's seeing this like unfold in some manner. So Detective Michaels is like, oh, it's so weird that he's not Sergeant Michaels anymore. I know. But anyway, Detective Michaels is like, Rev, you need to come with me because we need to go stop Simon. So they do this by, they get in Detective Michaels' car and they drive up alongside Simon and... Um, Simon at this point is like, I'm never ever stop pulling this car over until I run out of gas because if I do, that means I'll be in trouble which is great logic. Um, 
and this is when we have the Rev screaming at him to pull over. Meanwhile, at home, all the kids are screaming, pull over, pull over. At the TV. And it's all... They say pull over about a million times, and it's very annoying. And then they pull over, and then... (laughs) And then they're being told to get out of the car, and then nobody's getting out of the car, so that's a thing. Because now everybody at home is like, why aren't they getting out of the car? And, and the Rev is like, why isn't he getting out of the car? And finally, in the car, Ruthie and Grandpa Jackson are like, we're not getting out because we didn't do anything wrong. But Simon, you're the driver. You have to get out. So Simon gets out, and he lays <laughs> lays himself down on the ground, and is just like, hi, Dad. <laughs> it's just over the top. Yeah. In all of its form. We have a bunch of, like, sweeping helicopter shots. It's just, like, a lot. Grandpa Jacks. Okay, I don't... Un- Why does he get away with half the shit he gets away with? He's an old man, isn't that... Is that it's the- like the privilege of being old. You get away with stuff. Because, like, he's the one... Like, I get Simon is the one that's driving, but, like, he literally just got his learner's permit, and he's listening to the older person in the car. He's listening to the licensed driver, right. and he's like, you don't need to do this. So why isn't the licensed driver, like, it should... The licensed driver should be on the hook for this. Right, and also, like, Grandpa Jackson's like, I didn't do anything wrong. And I was like, you are the sole person that did something wrong here. Well, anyway, I mean, Simon doesn't really end up getting in trouble right, for this. Right, I know this. that. Um, I just meant, like, him yeah, the Yeah, because the episode kind of ends with, Simon apologizing to Annie and the Rev, and he's like, listen, if I ever, ever get behind the wheel of a car again, I know now to pull over when the police are behind you. And he's like, I should have known better. And Annie and the Rev are like, no, you were listening to Grandpa, and we understand that, like, you had, you know, you have, like, your head knowledge of, like, oh, I should pull over when the police are pursuing me. But then there was someone, like, you love and respect telling you to do the opposite. So you had a decision to make, and you didn't know what to do. Oh, I get the theme of the episode now. It's, like, when you have to listen to a loved one, but it might not be the right thing to do. Like, the Rev had to listen to um, Ginger, even though he didn't think it was the right thing to hide. And, like, Simon had to listen to Jackson. And then, like, the reverse of it would be Lucy had to listen to Ruthie, even though she thought she was wrong about the desperate thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have Robbie wanting to listen to Matt, but Matt, like, I don't know. I get it now. And then, of course, you have the contract view. <laughs> yes, of, of course. Of the ring being the consideration for the promise to be married. <laughs> so that is the episode in its entirety. Uh, some things that we picked up about on this episode, which we haven't maybe mentioned before. Lucy is blonde again, and officially Ruthie is now 11 years old. Yeah, they said that in a few episodes back, so... But I don't think we mentioned it, so I just wanted no. to make it clear here. Uh, you know, because the kids age at random times, so... Yeah, it's generally consistent, though. What would you rate this episode? Um, I'm going to say four. I'm going to stay with a three here. All right. Come on, season six, you're ten episodes in. Kick it up a notch. I know, it's been kind of like a little bit of a slog getting through some of these. I know. I don't, I think, so Aaron's mentioned this a few times while we're watching it. It's really difficult to get behind any of the storylines that are adult storylines. Like, anytime the Rev and Annie or anybody that's, like, not the kids come on the show, I cannot help Tune it. Tune out, yeah. yeah. And Joy, too. Joy is now having that effect on me. She does not. Again, another under, like, another character that we're supposed to believe is important. When you make a character who's supposed to be, like, the love of another, like, main character's life, you need to develop them. I'm yeah. sorry. 
it's just another poorly developed like character that that we're supposed that gets thrown into conversations for convenience and we really or don't... Or comedy, where she's like, oh, uh, my dad's a lawyer, maybe I should call a lawyer for Simon. And then Robbie's like, oh, he needs a priest. And then all yeah. of a sudden, she's like, actually, my older brother, never discussed an older brother before, is a priest. Uh, I think it, I thought it was her, like, cousin or something. Whatever. it does. And I was also just thinking, like, isn't Joy, like, Joy's just hanging out at the Camden house. Isn't her family still, like, dealing with the trauma of her, like, recently recovered, like, brother who was missing for two years? Her brother, they took, they took the, uh, the son to, they took Joseph to go see their grandparents. Yeah. Uh, I, guess, did, I guess they just got him back. But, like. Why did, but why did she go with them? Isn't, like. Right. They're also her grandparents. And it's also her brother who's been missing for two years. Maybe spend a little time with him. Oh, right. She didn't go because she had a performance at the club, at the conga room. The con- oh, my God. Anyway, um, sorry if you like. Sorry if, to any big Joy fans out there. Um, Joy, are, Joy Enriquez in real life. Yeah, Joy, Joy Enriquez. What's the Jerkins? Jerkins. Um, so, if you would like to listen to us, we are uh, giving you new content content every Wednesday and Saturday on SoundCloud.com/slash/CamdenCast, on Stitcher, and on the Apple iTunes podcast app. Uh, we also entertain you with some uh, videos sometimes or screen caps on twitter.com slash show or instagram.com slash show and on facebook.com slash camdencast I'm Tammy I'm Erin and this is Camdencast Cast.